Consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Okay, stand by. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. Check us out online at CruiseRadio.net. On this show, we'll talk to editor of World of Cruising magazine, Simon Vaness. He was recently on the SS Legacy, a brand new ship from Uncruise Adventures, sailing up in the Northwest. So looking forward to that. But first, Stuart's here on the Cruise Guys here. Hello, Stuart. Hey, Matt. Hey, Doug. Hey, man. Hot off the press. Carnival Corp, third quarter earnings statement. How are they looking? Well, it's, uh, I think it was a lot better than uh, a lot of the analysts uh, expected. Not to get too much uh, industry jargon, but their non-GAAP net revenue, which is really the truest picture of a company when you exclude the you know the one-time losses or unrealized gains and uh, all that kind of stuff uh, they they dropped uh, for to 1.1 billion in the third quarter of 2013 versus uh, 1.2 billion last year but when you add all those other one-time costs they had a net profit of 934 million versus 1.3 billion in 2012. But there were some interesting takeaways from the call where they, they announced that one for Carnival Cruise Line um, through uh, some market research that uh, brand perception has been uh, improving amongst uh, U.S. Uh, consumers. Well, that's good. Which, which is very good. Um, they also uh, said that um, fleet-wide, the cruise bookings over uh, for the next three quarters, excluding Carnival, was in line with 2012, but at higher prices. Overall, including Carnival, they said bookings for the remaining months of 2013 and the first half of 2014 are behind last uh, same time last year, but at the same pricing. So there's some really um, optimistic uh, tones in there that uh, things things are you know for for Carnival Corp, which again 10 cruise lines, 101, 102 cruise ships, is um, is on the men's and also. Uh, some of the other, uh, they're also taking some of the older tonnage out of the cost of fleet. So revenues from those ships, because they're laid up uh, and or for sale, mm-hmm. uh, were not being realized uh, in that call. So uh, that's why I gave it to you both ways. I love it when you do that. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so <laughs> Royal Princess, uh, brand new ship, broke down in the med. What happened? And is it all better? Uh, yes, uh, she went to the hospital, Doug. Um, on her way to uh, Naples, uh, they, they had a, essentially what they've termed as a malfunction of a circuit breaker in the starboard propulsion oh. motor. Okay. So essentially, the, there was a temporary loss of power, and uh, after further assessing, uh, they decided to end the sh- uh, sailing in Naples, uh, refund uh, all the passengers' money, fly them home, and... Um, uh, the good news is that uh, the sailing on beginning Friday, September 27th, is going ahead as scheduled. Oh, good. So she's back. Uh, she's back. Uh, good to go. Royal Caribbean just celebrated a milestone for Oasis 3. What was that? Well, they uh, just cut the first piece of steel at the. They're back at the French shipyard where Oasis 3 is going to be built. And what's interesting uh, to take away from that is that. Uh, as you know, Oasis and Allure, which are the sister ships, are 225,282 tons. Uh, this ship will be slightly larger at 227,700 tons. 
So uh, it'll be interesting to see what maybe some what what these modifications to the ship will be. I mean, it's only two thousand tons. I mean, it's not 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 great. Yeah. They could just uh, enclose a patio, and you've got uh, some additional uh, tonnage there. But uh, you know, they'll they'll start to debut what they're going to do. I'm I'm sure it's not they're not going to be it's not going to be identical. And uh, furthermore, that uh, there's actually talks of a possible fourth oh, Oasis class ship, which uh, they have a, an option that they have to either confirm or let go at current pricing uh, next summer. Norwegian Cruise Line announces an ice cream bar on Breakaway and uh, upcoming Getaway. Uh, what's the scoop on that? You get it? <laughs> Doug, scoop? So ice cream? Hello! <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, following along the lines uh, with other cruise lines, uh, they're going to have their own Sunday shop uh, that will be in uh, uh, um pub uh, where, you know, they'll have different kinds of, of Sundays for, you know, their, their passengers to enjoy. So uh, you like ice cream and you're on an NCL ship? Well, NCL's now in the ice cream business. There you go. <laughs> What's the deal in Venice where all the residents are trying to block the canal? Well, I wouldn't call it uh, all the residents. Uh, there were uh, not, not that many people that uh, showed up. But, you know, they, they, they like uh, a lot of other cities around the world, uh, have a lunatic fringe. And, uh, you know, there were eight uh, cruise ships that uh, docked in Venice uh, that day. And, uh, you know, they, they were protesting as, uh, you know, these, these ships are viewed by a, a, a very select minority uh, people to be uh, causing problems for Venice, which, you know, when you look at the, all the, the benefits and everything, uh, if certainly far outweighs, and, you know, the cruise ships are not uh, uh, displacing water and causing floods in Venice. I mean, this is something that's been happening for centuries. Um, you know, you may go along with, uh, you know, I think global warming has more of an impact right. than any of these cruise ships, which, as we know, um, you know, do sail uh, far enough away from shore to have uh, less of an impact than those uh, crazy Vaporetto drivers. <laughs> Celebrity Millennium was recently taken out of service in Alaska because of some uh, mechanical issues. Now she's in a dry dock in Freeport, Bahamas. What's the latest on her? Well, actually, Doug, uh, she uh, left Freeport uh, last week, and she's actually uh, on, her, on her next sailing. She oh. uh, departed uh, San Diego on June 22nd, as scheduled, uh, with her new uh, – she, she got an entire Aziapod. Uh, replaced. That they was were, fast. It, it was. They they went in there, and at the same time they were bringing the uh, Millennium back down from Alaska, they had that Azipod on a chartered boat uh, bound for the Bahamas. So okay. by the time uh, um, Millennium got in, uh, that Azipod was uh, ready to go. They swapped it out, and uh, you know she she you know, they did uh, some some testing. Uh, she passed the test and. She 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 deadheaded back to San Diego for that uh, September 22nd sailing, and um, you know, good news is there's no news, so she must be sailing and everything must be good. Awesome. USA Today reported that Port Miami security guards are accused of stealing electronics. What's this all about? Well, you know, we, we hear this at the airports, and, you know, our, can't be surprised that a couple security guards uh, at the screening area wound up uh, pilfering uh, or what, what do they call that, uh, the five-finger discount on right. uh, someone's uh, iPads. Right. And uh, they, 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 they caught them. And, uh, you know, they, they actually uh, put them on Craigslist. And uh, police got them. Uh, undercover officers uh, arranged to buy them. And they arrested them. So, uh, you know, you know, poo-poo on them. But as, as when we go through, you know, the checkpoints at the airports, you know, you put something through, make sure you know, remember what you put through, and make sure it comes out the other side. 
and immediately put it away. Thank you, Stuart. All right. Cruise Radio News, now trending at cruiseradio.net. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. It's not just a good idea to have travel insurance during the winter months or hurricane season. Every travel agent or travel expert we talk to says it is a very smart idea to always travel with travel insurance. That's why you should check the folks out at TripInsurance.com. They have exclusive products from the leading travel insurers that you won't find anywhere else. Yeah, they are the low-cost leader in travel insurance with savings up to 40% or more when you compare similar coverage from other sources. What plan do you want to go with? Good, better, or better? They have coverage in all three categories that make it easy to find the right insurance plan for your budget. You know what defines great customer service? Actually being able to talk to a human being. And they do that at TripInsurance.com. They are committed to great customer service with 24-7 telephone support before, during, and after your trip. You can also file claims online right on their website. And they keep you posted of any travel alerts that could affect your travels or safety at your destination. Check them out right now. TripInsurance.com. Earlier this week, we talked to a VP at Carnival Cruise Lines about their brand new Great Vacation Guarantee. Happy to have with us Terry Thornton, Senior VP of Marketing at Carnival Cruise Lines with us. Terry, welcome to Cruise Radio. Uh, thank you, Matt. It's great to be with you today, and uh, we've got some really exciting information to share, so I'm uh, happy to be here. Thank you. Well, we appreciate you making time for us. Um, we're hearing a lot about the Great Vacation Guarantee, which Carnival recently launched. Give us the details. Well, this is a, a program that we just launched uh, just a couple of days ago, and uh, what it does is it provides um, people that sail on our ships with pretty much full assurance that they're going to have a great time. Um, and, and the very unlikely event that they didn't, we are giving them a very hassle-free, easy way to actually get a more than 100% refund. So the way it works is if uh, you go on one of our ships, mm-hmm. and if you have a, a bad experience for some anything, it doesn't matter whatever reason you have, and you let us know within the first 24 hours you're on the ship, so you have to sail and, and give us a try. And uh, once that happens, if you're unhappy and you want to leave, we will give you 110% of your money back. Huh. We'll make all the arrangements to get you back home or to the port uh, where you left from. So you don't have to do anything. We'll just take care of everything. We'll pay for it. And just um, to hope that you might give us a second chance, if you rebook within a year after uh, you do bark the ship, we'll actually give you a $100 uh, shipboard credit to give us a try again. I'm going to sound like an infomercial right now all of a sudden, but Terry, that sounds too good to be true. <laughs> so let me go, hold on, let me get this straight. Within within 24 hours of sailing, like you said, you want them to get on the ship and, and give it a shot, give it a try. And right. uh, if you don't like your cruise vacation, you tell the front desk and you can and get off the ship and, and get 100, you, you said 110% back? That's correct, huh? That easy, huh? It's that easy. And, you know, in the market today, we've all been exposed to so-called guarantees. And, and when you get down to the fine print and terms and conditions, you find out it's um, what I call smoke and mirrors. It really doesn't have any value. 
Gotcha. So we, we eliminated all of the terms and restrictions. There's no fine print. There's no details to worry about. It's just as simple as I explained it. Um, <laughs> That's good. Well, it's, I think it's indicative of y'all's confidence in your product, really. It is. We very, you know, we carry four and a half million people a year in, on Carnival Cruise Lines uh, this year. And, uh, you know, we're very confident in the quality of the products. Mm-hmm. We do a very uh, thorough follow-up with our guests of how they like the cruise experience. And, uh, you know, we run exceptionally high uh, satisfaction. Um, and the people rate our cruises very, very highly. So we're very confident of delivering a very quality product to our guests. And uh, um, so that's why this uh, guarantee doesn't scare us in the least. Um, we stand by our product, and our guests uh, uh, have the full assurance now that if for whatever reason something goes bump in the night, uh, they have an option. How much different is this from the same type of guarantee the company had in '96? Well, we've had that uh, previous guarantee in place all the way up until we launched this new one, so it didn't ever go away. Now, we didn't put it in the forefront of our marketing, but it had always been part of uh, really our, our program. And there's several key differences. One is in the prior guarantee, if you elected to get off, um, you had to wait till the first non-U.S. protocol, again, right. terms and conditions. Right. Um, you only got a prorated refund when you got off, so you didn't get the 110%. If you uh, got off in the, you know, after two or three days, you only got part of your money back. And then the other thing we did is all we did for guests at that point was we reimbursed them for the cost of their air ticket back. So we didn't help them. We didn't make the flight. We didn't take care of any arrangements. We didn't. We just said, okay, we'll reimburse you for the cost. And so, you know, it was far from hassle-free as we had it before. Huh. Um, so we really enhanced it, tried to make it very prominent, uh, very appealing to guests, and eliminate all the hassles and the terms and conditions to make it very easy for guests to understand. When you had that vacation guarantee in the past, did, did a lot of people take advantage of it? No, it was very tiny numbers of people that ever took advantage of the guarantee, and it goes back to what we said. We deliver a high-quality product, right. and people are very happy with it. And, you know, very honestly, what happened in a lot of cases, if people did exercise it in the past, it had nothing to do with our product or anything. They had a family emergency at home, right. or they had to get back for some unusual circumstance at home. It really was very seldom uh, that it had anything to do with our product. But in that, those cases, we still took care of the situation of guess one did you bark. I got to think that just about everyone who's about to get on a ship is already in, in a great mood. And if, if anyone's not happy being on vacation on a cruise ship, on a excuse me, on a carnival cruise ship, they got to be just an unhappy person, right? Well, we like to think so. Right. Uh, and then, obviously, if we have you know any um, anything that goes bumping night on the cruise, our staff is very able to help people to reaccommodate things, to make adjustments, to go out of their way to help them. Um, so, in the really unusual event, our our staff does a terrific job, um, just making sure oh. people are having a great time on their vacation. They do. They do. Very good. Well, sounds great, Terry Thornton. Senior VP of Marketing at Carnival Cruise Lines. Thank you so much for making time for us and uh, giving us the, the juice. Oh, thank you very much, Matt, and you have a great evening. Joining us again here on Cruise Radio is editor of World of Cruising Magazine, Simon Vanessa. Simon, welcome back to Cruise Radio, my friend. Hey, Doug. Good to be back. Thank you for being here uh, this evening. And we were uh, actually just talking uh, on Twitter uh, a few days ago about this new 88-passenger Uncruise Adventures. Uh, they call it the SS Legacy. It's one of their uh, replica coastal steamers. First off, tell us the concept behind this uh, this coastal steamer up there in the Northwest. 
Well, I mean, it, it's an absolutely fascinating idea, um, and it's it's completely unique in the cruise world. And what they're trying to do is is take this replica steamer, which kind of is, is has a Victorian vibe and, and style on board, and make it almost like an eighty-eight passenger time machine, <laughs> where it takes you back to the the period of the the eighteen nineties and the Yukon Gold Rush, and gives you a real flavour um, in both the area that it cruises and the onboard style of what it would have been like back then. What can passengers expect when they board the SS Legacy? Well, first of all, you're, you're walking onto a ship that that's, has no equal with any other, you know, sort of passenger ship around today. It's it's very small scale. It's easy to get around. It's it's quite quaint and dinky. Um, the cabins are, are, are pretty cozy. There's not a lot of space in terms of that. But what you do get are two beautiful public rooms that are done in Victorian style. Um, there's a grand salon that's the lounge, the Klondike dining room. And then there's this little annex to the dining room called the Pesky Barnacle Saloon that is just a wonderful place to sit with a drink. Um, so you're uh, so we're talking about going back like to the to the 1890s. Now, are the folks, uh, the crew actually dressed like that? And do they stay in character all cruise long? Yeah, absolutely. The, the crew themselves, the working crew, um, a lot of them are dressed in, in period garb, but obviously they have, to, they have to make sure that the, the duties are done as the 21st century demands. But then the real, um, the glory of this, the real um, uh, eye-catching and, and attention-grabbing feature uh, are the four reenactors they have who are a part of the crew. Now, these guys, three, three um, guys and a girl, dress completely in period style and as different characters from the period on different days. And you meet them either in sort of impromptu vignettes around the ship or each evening for a, a formal presentation, almost done you know, very theatrically um, and sort of as if they're reading um, the parts and drawing you into the story of the, the Yukon Gold Rush with their various characters. So it's a fascinating and really clever adjunct to, to the cruise itself. So aside, so aside from all the character fun, there, you're actually, it's a learning experience and there is like lecturers on there? Yeah, very much so. I mean, you're, you're getting the, the period story um, of Alaska and the places you visit and the places that surround you. Um, pretty much constantly while you're on board. But there's also a naturalist who's giving you the full story of what you're seeing and why um, in this, this amazing cruise region of Alaska, which you know we're, we're firmly of the opinion now is one of the great places to visit by ship. Are you eating like 1890s style food, like salted ham in, uh, <laughs> in cuisine like that? Not, not quite, not quite. They, they do have to, to, to nod to 21st century sensibilities <laughs> and provide a pretty good, um, you know, high level of quality uh, cuisine. Um, the funny thing is that the, the, the bar, um, they've actually got the barman to serve or to, to learn an array of period cocktails from the, the sort of 1890s and the, the early 20th century. So there's definitely a nod to the period in that style, but I would have to say all the cuisine is very 21st century and is, is very good quality. Very cool. And I, I know that Uncruise Adventures is known for kind of being the adventure cruise line, but if you were to take this cruise on the SS Legacy, would it be more of kind of an experience or a theme, or would it be uh, about adventure, too? 
Uh, there's a little bit of adventure. There, there certainly is. I mean, the adventure obviously is going back in time and in, in learning more about the period and, and the people um, who were in Alaska at the time and were part of this amazing gold rush story of 1898, which truly is one of you know America's great little bits of history. Um, but there's there's also very much the sense that this is a, a learning experience. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not quite the typical uh, uncruise uh, adventure style, which is more activity. Yes, you're not throwing off the kayaks or anything? Not really. There was an opportunity to go kayaking on one um, land visit, but really the the clientele for this were probably older than most uncruised passengers, Um, and they're looking more for the the, the history and the sights, really, of Alaska. What, obviously, uncruised do really well is provide the opportunity to show you Alaska up close and personal, and there's none of this business of dashing from port to port. If you see something interesting wildlife-wise en route, you stop and you watch. And you could spend two or three hours, as we did, on one, you know, on one occasion, watching humpback whales bubble net feeding, which is just nice. extraordinary. Yeah, I took uh, the uncruise, uh, I think it was called the Wilderness Adventurer, back in uh, June. And seeing those, the humpbacks and the orcas just jump out of the water, was not, it was like you were living in a postcard. Absolutely. It's it's straight out of some kind of you know wildlife documentary that you would normally only ever see on TV, and you're right there in the middle of it. Besides learning about the Klondike Gold Rush, uh, is there any kind of like musical entertainment on board? Not so much. There was um, one evening that was like, if you like, the open mic night yeah. when um, some of the crew who can do a pretty good turn with a guitar or, or singing, you know, did their their thing, and a few of the passengers joined in. But really, the the rest of all of the other evenings were based around you know uh, readings from say from Jack London presentations of um, um, famous characters of the period like John Muir photographer Eric Hegg um, this um, uh, card sharp guy called Danny McSwain they're all really well researched characters and you you really get drawn into their world by the presentations that they, they do in this quite theatrical style I know this ship is sailing up in the Northwest uh, where exactly uh, is it sailing to and what are the ports? Right, well, her summer um, routine is going to be very simple to follow because it will just be seven-day cruises mm-hmm. either to or from Juneau or between Juneau and Ketchikan. Okay. So you're, you're very much on the Alaska inside passage route, but going to some of the smaller ports like Wrangell, Petersburg, and Sitka rather than the big ones where yeah. the big ships go. So, it's, again, it really accentuates the, the up-close and personal nature of this particular voyage. How about Wrangell? That's a that's kind of a. How about Wrangell? Boy, that's a one horse town, isn't it? Oh, oh, absolutely, yeah, and it's it's really truly charming as a result because you again you get the true character of the place that comes through. There's nothing touristy about it. There's nothing designed there really for tourists, so you can actually feel the you know the living, breathing community there, and it it makes it absolutely fascinating. I'd have to say uh, because uh, you know when we're sailing into Alaska on big cruise ships, I don't think we get to experience the real Alaska, but it doesn't get any realer than Wrangell, I don't think. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's 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 a proper working port town with you know 
people that have been living there for a long time because they like it and because it's it's a bit different and and you just get that sense of of you know frontier territory people um and you know them enjoying life simply for the for the sake of it so simon give me one takeaway from your week-long sailing on ss legacy oh god that's impossible doug uh-huh. i mean it, it really is i mean it was an absolute week of highlights every day provided you know a major spectacle of some kind you know from the the humpback whales bubble net feeding to two humpback that came right up to the ship on another occasion. We had porpoises playing in the bow wake. Um, we watched orcas feeding. You know, we stopped in, and went right into a part of um, Misty Fjords National Park where you mm-hmm. could see mountain goats and bald eagles. And the place is truly tranquil. So every day provided a new highlight and a new indelible memory that we will absolutely treasure for, for a long time. Yeah, Alaska should definitely be on everyone's bucket list. He is editor of World of Cruising magazine, Simon Vaness. Thank you so much for uh, spending some time with me this evening on Cruise Radio. You're welcome, Doug. It's always a pleasure. All right, that's going to do it. Don't forget about our app, free for iPhone users, only 99 cents for the Droid users. Simply search Cruise Radio Live in your smartphone app store. From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio is recorded weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Download the Cruise Radio app. Hear Cruise Radio on TuneIn Radio, the Stitcher Radio Network, the Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, CruiseAddicts.com, and on our website at CruiseRadio.net. Follow Cruise Radio on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Google+, YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, and Tumblr. For advertising opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.